Hello, and welcome to Running a Small Building Firm, a podcast brought to you by the HBXL Group for residential building firms, working on renovations, extensions, loft conversions, and new builds. We discuss everything from money and marketing to competitors and contracts. Here, we share advice and best practice, and plenty more. So welcome. So thank you for joining us on our latest episode of Running Your Small Building Firm. Uh, my name's Jo Mulgrew, and today um, I'm very pleased to welcome Neil Groom, who runs um, NJ Building Solutions, and he's based in Welland City in Hertfordshire. Um, so we're turning no, things around today. So we're talking to um, a builder, a user of our software, um, um, I love your logo there, um, Neil. Um, yeah. You are on brand. I'm on brand. That's it. Everything. Um, so um, Neil's going to be telling us um, a lot about his business today and um, his experiences with um, software in the industry. Um, he's an active member of the Federation of Master Builders, and, and I believe you're on the central board of the FMB. Is that right, Neil? That's correct, Joe. Yes, and good morning. Yes, uh, I represent NJG Building Solutions, and uh, my name is Neil Broom, and uh, Federation of Master Builders, and on the Central Board Committee. That's correct. Yeah. That sounds a rather um, grand title on the Central Board. What, do, what does that mean exactly, Neil? So there's area boards, there's different regions where the FMB is split up over the country. So out of the 8,000 or so members, there's obviously the region central would be covering sort of anywhere from Hertfordshire into around Birmingham. Um, Then you've got London based. So we've got a combination of the two. Yeah. Okay. So are you inputting into kind of matters that matter to builders? Well, yes, not just to the members, but we've also got the um, the the forefront of the whole of the FMB is uh, represented on seats on uh, the Houses of Parliament. So they've obviously got um, a bit more leverage and say within uh, government and how things are looked at within bills and acts that are passed. Um, yeah. So that's a very interesting side of the FMB to get to, to know and understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you're also an ambassador for HBXL Building Software, which we're very proud of. So thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Um, um, and that's um, a product of obviously you having a range of our software tools um, and um, getting on well, using them within your business. I believe you've got, is it Estimator Express, Plans Express, Health and Safety Expert and Contracts Expert? Is that right? That's correct. Yes, I have the uh, the whole family, the suite of uh, HBXL software. Yes. Oh, okay. And I believe you had attended um, a recent um, CAD for Construction Skills Bootcamp that's um, gov- mostly government funded. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've um, we've uh, really interested with the the actual um, the CAD package that when it was offered us to do the uh, the bootcamp, um, we took that on forefront because it was just it was just to us it was the best thing that we could see that envision that we could steer our business into and learning from uh the experts at hbxl and obviously understanding that the drawing is essentially the 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 beginning process for what clients need to look at to get it through for a planning permission where we can pick it up quite easily to do our estimates yeah. Okay. So we've got loads to discuss today, then. Um, and and I thought, um, a di- different to some of our previous um, guests on the podcast, I thought listeners might like to hear from someone who's actively using the software within their business and the journey that you went on, um, to get to this point. And um, and I guess your thoughts on 
know, what others might think about um, taking on digital tools and, you know, is it worth it? What were the challenges, you know, in terms of, um, you know, taking things on, on board and, and, and making those changes within your business? So uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, bit of background on you, Neil. Um, how long have you been in construction? Yeah. What kind of projects, type of clients? Okay. Um, well, I'm at the ripe old age of 45 and I don't look it, but... Um, I've actually been in construction since the age, I would say, of three. Uh, it started right. Lego, <laughs> as we felt. I mean, two play bricks and all those things. It's It's been a passion to build. And um, I, I was quite fortunate by um, my, where my parents lived, the local um, builder. It was our neighbour. And so I've done my first garage conversion at the age of seven. Um, and then from the age of 21, really, uh, that's when I settled down into, you know, going to a college MBQ level two in Bricklaying. Um, two years at college I've then been upon multiple different companies but learning really sort of from the foundations up the whole full build so yeah, yeah. celebrating yeah. 25 years now Joe. why why yeah. well, obviously with your work with the FMB um, you're obviously really keen to I guess represent the interest um, of building firms in, in the UK and hence your role with the FMB and and with ourselves um, at HBXL um but, and I can see obviously what, you know, you're you're keen to influence what's happening in the country in terms of how building firms um, are, are viewed um, by, um, obviously by government and the challenges that you face. I mean, what in, what in your view makes running a building firm difficult? Um, is it the economic climate? Is it skills um, shortages? Is it admin? Is it red tape? Is it resources and, you know, availability? What is it right now for you? Um, I think it's understanding that the, the some of the key things, yes, it can be the skill shortage. Um, there, there is seems to be a, seems to be that more people are actually retiring and coming out of the industry than that are coming through. Yeah, there are some admin challenges. I mean, that's just a, a, the normal, really. I mean, it's, it's once you've understood that there's there's regulations and there's guidelines to conform to, and having the the correct um, things in place, it's not it's not just trying to put your own roadblocks on your own business to limit yourself is trying to upskill and learn as much as you can. And I think that's where the CAD boot camp really came into its own for us. Um, and they're, they're just the essential things. Once you've started one process, you kind of start reevaluating the business and you look at other areas that you may want to improve on. So that might've been the marketing branding. So we used FMB and Trustmark. Um, then, from that, we're obviously being regulated and, and through stringent checks that our building company conform. And then it, then it's looking at other things that HBXL could offer. Um, and that's also through the CITB um, funding um, that we were able to go on those processes and, get, and, and work with apprenticeships locally. Yeah. Um, we've also had, um, you know, looking at economic time changes. I mean, that that's just going to affect everyone, but that's where you can rise above it and, and, hit that full on those challenges so I think yeah. really, as a building firm and even in still the young age of the the, the company's been running for two or three years but even though just despite developing for 25 years you still got time to grow and learn and and I think yeah. that's where a company called uh, the power within and esteem they've they've also part of um a Scottish government um 
integrated service where you can actually go and learn the leadership and management skills. And it's again, very similar to the HBXL where you can offer the business strategy and, and start to really look at and focus as, as you as the business. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's very difficult to make time for that side of things, running a building company. You're very much immersed in the day-to-day, the challenges, the stuff that's thrown at you at 7.30 in the morning. You just, I guess, you kind of get sucked into either firefighting or, you know, um, the admin late in the evening and just trying to find that time to invest in you is is obviously, it's very difficult. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, but the uh, one of the one of the biggest advantages of what we've just learned from this leadership side is focusing on time management and yeah. allowing yourself to not get caught up with the firefighting, but to have a process in place so that you're you're able to break simple things down, but have a five year goal, but to work back. And I think that's what's really helped us. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a, a construction coach and their their approach was to sort of really focus on how you can make short changes over a long term period. And and by doing so, it's allowed me to do a CAD course, but focus on that and contact yourselves, Joe. And that's how I got mm. into doing the boot camp, it, despite obviously having the um, the software. It was really learning how to use that software to its full advantage. And I think yeah. that's one of the big, yeah. biggest key changes is we know now how the CAD drawing works, how we can deliver that to a to a client, which brings mm-hmm. to the, you know other sort of larger questions of how you sell your 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 dream or your drawings back to the customer that they've already had done professionally by an architect as such. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I, I think that's really, that's really interesting. So a couple of things that I got from what you were just saying there. One was obviously is time man- time management and, and learning some good skills there in terms of time management. And I think the other is kind of removing the, your own blockages, the, the things that are in the way. And it's, it's in, often interesting isn't it, to step back and say, OK, what is getting in the way? of um me progressing and it's not even necessarily progressing and I don't know about you but there's you know occasionally you know I, I run a company here I'm managing director at HVXL and you know we've obviously got you know like every single com- company in the land in the world you know there's things that kind of keep you up at night and you're thinking oh gosh how do I resolve this or how do I solve that but I think it's actually breaking that down into those smaller pieces what do I need to do to sort that oh that's I can do that that's manageable what do I need to do that oh right okay so I think in terms of things like the the processes and the things that I find when I, we're obviously a soft we are a software company unashamedly obviously and with our training on but the kind of challenges people come to us with are you know I'm I'm either I'm asking I've been asked to quote so much and I can't keep up with the quoting so I've got problems with that and responding so you're just not responding so a bit ostrich like do you know what I just can't reply I'm just not going to reply so then the company looks a bit unprofessional because there's no response whatsoever um we're gonna have to talk about chat gbt in a minute neil because i know you've got some thoughts on how to respond to customers quickly so hold that thought come back to that but you know responding responding to customers making mistakes when quoting especially as your kind of your business is getting bigger and you're taking on bigger projects and the risk is higher have i got it right have i included everything you know we're talking you know tens of if not hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of work and you know your your butt is on the line if you've got it wrong you know so things like that 
worrying about health and safety. Uh, my father was a builder and a developer and, you know, things like health and safety used to stress him out because I was like, I've got no control of the guys that are out on site. You know, I've got the best will in the world. I have a health and safety policy, but what the hell they're doing? I was like, I can't control, so, you know, things like that. <laughs> so putting in place, I guess, the tools and the management systems to resolve those worries Although it's you know, you've got a little bit of an investment in time to do that, actually the long term, or not even the long term, the medium term, because those things can ha- impact quite quickly, can't they? It's not, it's not like you're, you know, you're, you're you're necessarily thinking about the five ten year plan. Something today within the six months, you know, you're trying to solve that um, yeah. as well as you, you've got your long term goals, but you've also got things today that are worrying and um, or stressing you out. Um, Okay, sorry, I was going on. That's fine, because I think you touched on something that was quite, um, you know, quite apparent there, Joe, because if you mentioned like your dad's company, you know, back in the day, sort of not having eyes in the back of your head, that's how HBXL has got health and safety. So when when we open up that package, we've got that printed off. So we've got a 60-page document that we give to our staff. And we're trying to adhere to those, those sets of rules. So... You know, it's not just a toolbox talk, but these are the processes. This is what the clients are looking for. This is your own safety. And just trying to calm that situation into focus points for them. And I think that's where rather than micromanaging the situation, you, you'll give a little these inspirational leadership quotes. And a lot of it, it just sort of calms people into a place where they start understanding that it's a vision and your vision of what your company's doing it's on show and people need to see that you're dedicated to taking every footstep with the right motivation, the right leadership, the right direction without trips and falls. Yes. Yes. People do, you know, they do have a little trip over and, you know, might hurt themselves, but you, you say, you know, it's, it's not going to be all in every single book or every single package. Yeah. Yeah. But there are things. Yeah, I guess it's can... the it's the ethos of the business, and then that kind yeah. of has a trickle down effect to yeah. to everything you're 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 doing. Do it right. Do it ethos... yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've got you. Okay, so um, perhaps we could bring it back to pricing and um, pricing jobs yeah. and complexities of putting together um, accurate quotes for them. Um, in in your experience, so your experience personally, are you able to quote the customer the true value of the job and, and go on to win it? Would you say? I would say. Are you always having to? Are you always having to negotiate and discount? Um, not. No, we don't do negotiations now. We're, what we're trying to use is the uh, the profit first um, scheme, where we're trying to really focus on what the customer wants, but their estimate is based on, and we're trying to do this as a transparency. We're actually taking our laptop back to the customer, and we're opening up the software, and by doing that, we're allowing the 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 CAD drawing to be three D modelled. But once they've done their walkthrough, they're seeing now that the estimate is related to the drawing. And if the drawing has even been designed by architect, they see that it's now got walls. It's now visually it's turning. But then obviously in the same page, you've got the prices and what those overheads and profits and markups are doing. So yeah. there, is no, there is no, oh, surprise, this is your quote and this is your estimate. And we've just pick that figure out of the sky because so I've, I've I've worked with other builders and they, they don't know how to um, price up things. They might be just, you know, picking that figure out of the sky and thinking, going with it. And it's, it's the guesstimating side that makes the, the whole industry look like it's got holes or, or things wrong with its pipeline division of how do you come to that estimate and where estimate express is so clear. It's so precise. It's got the 600 calculators that work 
fantastically smoothly and that's what that's what clients and customers want they want to be able to see where their monies are being spent they might just go oh yeah fine get on with it but it's a real passion to us to have that as the forefront of why we're in business it's like this is what we've got this is our this is our brand this is our logo we're proud of that and it works yeah yeah so I guess the, the question isn't then about discounting I guess it's about amending their expectations of what can be built for their budget is that is that yeah. really where it's headed I think totally I think that's what really it's you can afford to draw in and this can be done but it might be broken down into phases it might not be done in oh, yeah. one particular year you'd have to say well look the garage conversion will be the following year or you know you yeah be savings again but so I guess it puts them in control doesn't it of their own aspirations and the time scale for it rather than you being the bank of neil exactly. discounting and funding their bankroll yeah. in their their project exactly I mean, that's why we're in business it's not to do it the other way around yeah. they're running our business and we're not letting the business run us so yeah it's almost yeah. like now estimate express he's taking control of the business in setting the values and the terms and conditions which is obviously yeah. all ties in with your contracts and stage payments so everything is so smoothly now it, it yeah. just happens. it just works and yeah brilliant. yeah yeah so you obviously so you mentioned you use an estimator express thank you for uh for for that and that shameless plug on our pocket <laughs> but what we what how were you doing things before you don't have to name any products but were you on were you using spreadsheets were you using another software system what were you doing before like how, um, how did you arrive at your estimate yeah no we did have some architectural books uh then we're getting lost inside you know a page of book that was sort of four or five hundred pages thick yeah yeah, yeah. For answers that you probably would never really sort of know where to look for how to yeah one page to oh yeah i've got to go page 58 now on that page and and put the two yeah. together and, oh is that my prime cost is this my other cost all very yeah. confusing uh, yeah it might work if you're an architect you just want to go oh uh bricklayers are charging this rate for a meter um uh, but Really, that's not what the real world is working with. So yeah, I guess they go out of date quite a lot as well. Quite do. a lot as well, and I think the rate of change in terms of the number, you know, the kind of building systems. I don't mean by system, I don't mean software. I mean construction technologies. What's going on? How you how you build the resources you're using, the type of um, products that's changing continuously. So yeah. I think those two things, I guess, may mean a, a price. You're probably talking about a price book. You know, like um, you know, physical. Sure document you know that 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 dates okay um so you're obviously using um estimator express on the estimating side and um, but you mentioned before um about um the cad for construction skills boot camp so can i you know pro probe a little bit on that very briefly so and um, we've had lots of builders like your your good self um embark on that one and get a lot out of it um brackets i should add that we run estimating courses and business management for successful construction firms as well um but you attended this course a few months ago so uh, is that impacting your business um now and I guess oh actually I should rewind what did you expect to get out of it and is it is it impacting your business now um exactly those two things Joe. I think I didn't realize what impact it would have um yes it was uh six months ago to be exact but from within that time scale we finished just sort of late um October and from there there was almost an immediate overnight change and it was given us right. and realization that these models and the actual drawing was now ownership of the architect but it was coming to life and I think that's what customers want they don't just see a, uh, a squiggle on a page and they don't understand the walls and the, and the processes but once they see the model 
and it's and it's it's live it becomes yeah. it becomes true to them people can't always see that second vision of of what it would look like but yeah. for us perfect i mean for any builder out there listening you know this is something that definitely subscribe to get yourself try and booked on um and fantastic i mean it's it's definitely sheer you know, the sheer numbers of the time lost of trying to work out drawings to measuring drawings to now actually going well i've got that traceability on the computer that i've brought that model to life and it's worked out my estimate as well from this it's, it's yeah yeah ah, so that's interesting so hearing what you're saying there so you're actually using compute the the, the, the plans express to do your kind of takeoff process there so are, are you are you generating plans as well from scratch or do you tend to use it for kind of the the capturing the information on an existing drawing an architect's drawing yeah no immediately i did it um personally i did it for um client and and that was a drawing straight out of out of what i designed so um yeah no that was fantastic you know it was it so you're doing both yeah. so you're just you're doing some you're generating and, and drafting plans from scratch but you're also yes. using it to capture the architecture of an existing plan yeah to then represent that to your client and you can say well that's what the architect's plan now looks like in th in 3d or and the elevations etc and that's the price exactly so and i think that's where you, you speak to a client and then that suddenly becomes you you feel their their passion their dream their vision and you're almost translating that back into the sizes, the dimensions, and then you just get a beautiful cost that comes with it. And it's like, it works. People love it. They love seeing their yeah. dreams come to life. And I think that's where it's... So I guess the different. right client wants that transparency, don't they? And the right client wants to see their project brought to life. And they're buying into you, aren't they, then? They're 100%. buying into you and their own project. Because no one else is going to offer that's them right. that, I would that's say. Exactly, that's exactly that, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would lead on to sort of some questions that I might have for you as well, Joe. Oh, God. God, I don't yeah. like it the other way around. I like asking people, I guess, the questions. Okay. I don't like being put on the spot. This, this might be a first then. So um, yeah. just sort of really sort of like trying to sort of think maybe from your perspective, um, how does sort of architectural drawing design software, how have you seen that evolve over the years, Joe? I mean, are there uh, key advancements you've witnessed over the over yeah. the years of HBXR? Well, firstly, I've got to say, um, I've not been managing director for 20 years because that would make me quite old, um, relatively speaking. But so I'm not. Um, I'm not looking as glowing and youthful as you, um, Neil, despite our very similar ages, in fact. Um, or in fact, exactly. I am 45 also. Um, so, yeah, I haven't been managing director since I was 25. Um, but, yeah, nevertheless, um, where do I start? So I've been I've been in within the business yeah for, for 24 years um started within um the marketing team actually that's my kind of background um and um I've obviously made my my way through the business and I've seen loads loads of changes um over the, over time um in terms of the CADs changes and this is where I was interested what you were saying just now about using um I guess what's described as full, full computer aided design to do the takeoff side of things because I think there's obviously loads of measuring software and systems out there where you can bring in your plan and just measure the distances or the number of objects, et cetera, on the, on the project. But what we're talking about here at HB Excel is not just that measuring piece that you're using Plans Express for. You're, you're generating, re, you're regenerating, or I guess the technical term is re-digitizing the architecture. So it's obviously a flat, dumb PDF of a plan. And you're bringing that back to life um, 
with the model. Um, so I think that's a that's a really interesting change. So it's so I, th I think that takeoff process has gone beyond just the geometry, just the numbers. It's become why wow, we've now got a full client drawing and something to wow them with. So I think that's put the power into the hands of the of the of the builder because obviously that's that's been reserved, I guess. Um, traditionally for the for the architects for or you know architectural technicians that's their reserve but I think now builders with the technologies that are available can do um, certainly some of the more um, you know straightforward stuff themselves so whether it's um, you know extensions new homes lofts obviously architects absolutely still have their place I'm not taking anything away from that profession at all um, but for some project types like you know, those that most general builders do, you have the power now, um, you have the technology and all of that's built in for you. So all those those tools, you know, like you were saying about the hatching, what are those squiggly lines? Well, you're not thinking about those squiggly lines, meaning it's this type of wall. The software's doing it for you. You're not having to do any of that. So I think yeah. it's, it's time-saving from that perspective. Long gone are the kind of like, um, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks, um, you know, on learning AutoCAD or whatever and having to do everything line by line. You know, with, with something like Pans Express, you've got all the tools you need. So that's 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 one side of it. Um, and obviously what you were saying as well about the other side of your business is generating plans. So those, those same tools are allowing you to be able to um, to generate the planning. Well, not only the planning, but going back even the concepts, yeah. then the planning application drawings, then the full building regulation drawings and all the notes. And I think okay. then integrating your plans express with your estimator express you get all the the building regs yeah um all of the like so you don't even have to kind of um be a, a you know a specialist in that side of things but you know as an as, a, as an architectural technician or, or designer all that information is coming into the software because it knows what you've drawn it knows that wall is a very specific type of wall it knows it's an icf wall or it's a timber frame wall or it's a um, block and render wall it knows and then all the specification notes are there and it knows about your you know your foundation depth so it can shoot you know write out the notes about your foundations etc so i guess power to you wow. um but yeah sorry i'm rambling no that's that's perfect no i mean that might even bring on to um a few other ideas that maybe you could uh you could really sort of share with everyone um it's yeah. sort of the insights there um like most critical um you know integration of architectural design software into the daily workflow of us builders i mean it's knowing yeah what tools that you have and and that's the suite of of the uh, hbxl software yeah well i guess um in larger building firms they've been doing this for you know i don't know maybe for for a decade and certainly the government through um things like what they call their bim task force so that's building information modeling task force they've been really wanting to encourage large projects to kind of integrate all the way from design to the project completion and it's all very grandiose and there's all you know this the fact that there's this task force and you know loaded waffle but actually there is some real practical um kind of um productivity benefits of so if you do integrate the different parts of the construction process together for every project you know so it doesn't have to be again the reserve of, of larger larger contractors and what have you general builders home extension lofts new homes that kind of thing can get these benefits so what, what do i mean by that in in like real terms in you know in layman's terms so if we're talking about um the start of the project the start of the project it has to have either a concept a set of drawings um, or existing drawings you know like you'd receive neil from your clients that mm -hmm. need in some way, translating into something that the client is going to want to, well, A, you need to understand the drawings, 
but something that the client is going to want to really buy into and you as the builder um, win the job. So that redigitization of an existing plan or generating a plan. And from that, in today's technology, it's, the software has captured a whole heap of information. So that's things like your, um, well, obviously the dimensions, but the specification, what is it built? How is it going to be built? All that information is building up in today's kind of CAD software. It's got all that information. So then you can link it up with your estimating. So the estimating software goes, aha, I know what is on that plan, either that Neil designed from scratch or re-digitized. Re and it goes, aha, I know all the costs associated with that. So from your plan, you've, as you were saying before, you've got an almost instant um, kind of full estimate of that. So your full estimate has got a breakdown of all of your materials, all the labor, all the plant that you need. And then all of that is hooked up into things like um, a build program or Gantt chart, if you like. So then you've got all your, um, um, your, your, your resources that you need to order from your merchant or the subcontract that you need to book in, et cetera. So you've got all of that organized, but with a date associated with it. So your build program is now informing all your schedules. And you can imagine that's getting you organized because it's got all your order by dates because it's got the lead times built in. So you're like, Do you know what, if I need to order those windows, maybe I should be talking to the manufacturer three or four weeks ahead or the bricks, right? I need to, I definitely need them on order, that kind of thing. And you can change all of those variables. I mean, you know, if you've got a local window manufacturer that only takes two weeks to produce your UPVC, change it to two weeks, fine. But it's kind of prompting you, helping you be organized ahead of what you need. And then all of that stuff is then linked to your health and safety software. So it says, aha, Neil's got foundations and footings going on. Right, okay, we've got some risk assessments here that are associated with the ex excavations and we've got cost documents um, that are required because we've got, you know, sand, cement, you know, whatever going on and um, under certain um, tools that we've got on site. Um, so we've got our risk assessments for those. Um, we need banksmen because we've got loads of big vehicles, you know, all this stuff. It's all flowing. So from that design, you've got all of this info. So just doing what you're doing, getting that design at the, at the start, you've got the full flow all the way through the project. So I think for, you know, your everyday builder, I mean, how much time would that save if you link those processes like, like you are? And um, I think then linking that to what we've got our new our new cloud-based um job management tool so what do you need really looking forward when? to that i, I know so yeah. am i yeah bring it on we're final testing neil on build projects that's a whole conversation we need to have um, maybe we'll catch that in our next podcast then yeah um, build. this should be a series neil questions joe you know that's spotlight it. on joe that's um it. here comes hollywood <laughs> we'll, we'll make our own our own <laughs> But um, I mean, certainly on the CAD front, I mean, I think um, you you asked me um, uh, before this podcast, like what's happening in the world of CAD? You know, what, how is it changing? I mean, sh shall we talk about that for two minutes and I can... Yeah, no, if you've got time. Yeah, no, we'll carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, um, some more questions, yeah. So I, I think the couple of things that we're working on here at HBXL is... Um, helping builders with their confidence in designing because one thing that is is apparent is that it's all very well copying someone else's design and you know you have all the tools but one thing that comes out sometimes at the CAD skills boot camps actually is the confidence to be able to you know have I got enough design flair can I actually design something that someone else is going to want you know, so what we're doing is um, developing um, a new add-on to Plans Express called Quick Plan. 
And what that is, is it gives you a range of designs for extensions and new homes, for example. And you choose the one that you think is most suitable for the project. So if it's a wraparound extension or a two-story with a certain type of roof or, or whatever, or it's just a porch or it's a whole house, um, what you do is you pick a template that's most closely aligned to that. You can then do some really easy drag and drop changes, making it wider, deeper, adding an extra window or whatever, changing the roof type from one to another. You know, it might be a lean-to to, to a flat roof and you want to plonk a, a lantern on it or whatever. And from there, you fire it at Plans Express and then you've got a full planning application drawing, your elevations and your 3D model in Plans Express. So... That's really you... clever. That's almost yeah. sounds like AI is, uh, is, is really is. helping, you know, like a lot of our, our industry, we're finding that we're, we're able to capture emails quite quickly, use AI, but it's almost like the Plans Express has got another, you know, as you say, another add-on. I can't wait for that. Down yeah, there. yeah, That's we're really good. excited about that. So it's for, um, out of the blocks, it will be for new homes and extensions. Um, and obviously that will um, um, increase over time. But that is a really powerful add-on. You know, you could literally meet a client, go home, grab the quickest, closest, sorry, the closest template and quickly get your um, concept back to them. You don't have to say that there's all the planning application drawings and basically the building regs drawings done as well. You can actually just say, look, to you the concept but actually the reality is you've got the full set of drawings everything off the back of it so if they like what they see you can then be saying well i'll, I'll, I'll perhaps charge you for the planning application drawings if you're liking the concept That's so do, do you charge your clients That's what we do. yeah no we actually yeah. in time and allocated time we go there and we'll say look we'll actually do these drawings in front of you while you're there or yeah. if, you wanna, if you want us to go back, we'll do it in our own time. We'll come back, we'll build them for it. And then we do yeah. the walkthrough, which is, again, you know, these are yeah. these little captured captured fees, you know. So they're really working well. It really works yeah. well. The way it flows, people get to see the transparency of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that leads me quickly on to another bit of um, software that we have been working on um, with the Business Innovation Fund, which is all about helping um, businesses improve their productivity. Um, and one, and that project is about helping builders re-digitize an existing plan. So the quick, quick plan is about generating a brand new design. The AI assistant is about re-digitizing an existing plan. So it, reading that PDF and going, right, okay, without you having to do all the tracing, it can go to dark, right? What I found on the drawing is this. Is it right? Um, using a bit of humor in, human interaction with AI, because sometimes you... You know, you it, you have the skill, you have the brains, the computer doesn't. So you're just going, yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. And then again, you can fire that into Plans Express. You've got your plans, your models, just like I was saying. So that's about, but that's, so that's the other side of it. It's the re-digitization and speeding that process up. So again, watch this space. Um, no promises on that, that one's ETA because it's a big work in progress for us, but it is that is a game changer, I think. A revolutionary of... thing that isn't it. It's going to be yeah. um, something that will you know help a lot of builders speed up their time and trying to get their estimates right. And and yeah. they've been they've been worked digitally to a millimeter of its life to making that is spot on. That's accurate. Yeah, to, to yeah, 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 yeah. We're no, we're really no. excited about that. So we spend a lot of money here at HBX on an R and D. I mean, the industry never changes. Technology never changes. Nothing ever you know stops. Um, but hopefully, well, you, you've had a bit of a sneak peek on some of the things that we're yeah. doing, um, Neil. So the next one, there, definitely. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to ask me before I put you back on the spot? Um, 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm all good with that. I think you've answered a lot of really in-depth um, information there for everyone who's listening. I think that's, um, that's perfect. It's really given us oh, a, a, a good, a good sort of a start to uh, our podcast sessions here. Yeah, cool. Well, I look, I look forward to meeting with you um, again. And really quickly, just before I go, how did you find the Skills Boot Camp? We, you know, did you enjoy it? Um, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, it was. I did. As I'm running a company as well, I did struggle yeah. some days to try and um, get all of my attention there. But um, your uh, the trainer there, Thomas Brooks, fantastic. You know, he's allowed us to to pick up where we left off. We were given a little bit of extra time to do our coursework at home. So yeah, I mean, it's all an online course, but this is it runs it runs so well. Every every couple of days, you're just in this learning. Once you've once you've picked up the ability to trace over a drawing or follow the drawings via the teachers examples you're just setting out and once you've set out and you've got your lines and you're doing you're doing the conformed space and you're reading your document you know that that CAD drawing is com coming to life you're checking it you're saving yeah. it yeah that's, yeah that's what the difference makes with CAD um yeah and that's why you know we've used plans from from then so many more hours of just relearning it and re re making them so you're using it i guess on, on on most projects as you as you're going through are you 100 percent. every time we get yeah. a set of drawings now um that's 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 inevitable you have to you have to trace over a drawing even if the client's not wanting to see a 3d model um it just gives you a, a visual concept of what the building will look like so you can yeah. see yourself if there's something that's missed or you know if there's a, a beam that might should have been put in or it hasn't actually gone through to the structural engineer what to be looking out for you've almost got the instantaneous estimate before you've even met the client you know how much things are going to cost you're not even seeing yeah. the builder or the access so yeah, yeah. fantastic I, I yeah couldn't, and I get what, what I'm impressed with with you Neil is obviously you're making this some time for your own business you know to to improve it and I, yeah. I, I, what I find actually um, and to sign off is that Quite a lot of the skills boot camp learners are in their forties or even fifties, and they say to me, "Do you know what? I wish I had done this 20, 25 years ago." I've been running around like a what's it? I can't think. I can't think of a polite expression now. And this has made me stop and rethink what I do. And even at age, you know, fifty-five yeah. or whatever, people they're saying this is a, a changed how I approach how I quote not just through the CAD. I mean, but through our estimating boot camps and our business management. I no longer discount all the time. I'm no longer giving my precious margin away. I'm no longer giving my time away unnecessarily to clients that are actually a waste of my time. Um, it's, it's it's really nice to kind of hear you know directly today that you know you've had a, you've had a real benefit like like they have, and it you know make the changes now you don't have to you know you don't have to be um you know in your 20s to be using technology you know crack on now yeah that's it. exactly where we've come from and um that's exactly how we feel to be honest it's you know we love hbxl for what it's given to us, you know, <laughs> yeah but this has given us a new lease of life and yeah. i recommend everyone to go and trial it out go and take it down learn it download it and then learn from it and sign yourself up for these boot camps buy the software definitely 100 oh neil Please. like this that's a that's a real cheesy ending to our podcast there. My life, though. You don't understand, Joe. it's really <laughs> really given me a, it's given our given my business a sense of purpose and i think when you believe in a product you just start believing in you've got you've got something that you can tell a client and you you know hand on heart you've got it right you've got yeah what it says it's done it says it on the tin and this is what we do yeah 
Love it. Thank you. Thank you above everyone else. I think that's fantastic. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> well, we could talk for flipping ages, Neil. Um, um, I know we could go on, and I do like the idea of like Neil asks difficult questions of Joe. Maybe that's a thing. Um, hopefully, the marketing team aren't listening because they might just take you up on that. To be honest, um, so we should definitely think about recording another podcast if if you promise to be kind. Um, <laughs> so thank <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to um, our running a small building firm podcast. I hope you found it interesting. Neil is certainly a, a, a really inspiring um guy who has taken his own business kind of you know and really uh, made ch positive changes to it um, and hopefully it might inspire you too as well if you're listening so thank you very much neil for your, your time you, appreciate um you being here today um so for now thank you very much cheers Catch everybody thanks thank bye bye and if you'd like to see what positive changes you could make to your building firm head over to hbxl.co.uk and take a look at HBXL's award-winning, estimating, CAD, and health and safety software, as well as our partner company initiatives. See you next time.